Hey, I'm Tim. And I'm Drew. And this is the Hearts and Hands Podcast. In Season 4, Episode 12, we talk to each other about the new project that we're unveiling soon. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Tim Babbler, joined as always by my co-host, Drew Steinenberg. Drew, we, as you mentioned, get to talk to each other this week because we both were a part of a project. And as the kind of head slash organizer of that, I wonder if you could just give us some brief insight as to what is this all about? Sure. So I wanted to find a way that artists and creatives throughout our circles could work together on a project in a way that didn't feel forced or feel like shoehorning stuff in, but rather enhanced the ways that we view different types of art. So we focused kind of on three kind of broad categories of songwriting, storytelling, and visual art. And we wanted to find a way for those three categories of artists to work together on a project. And what we came up with, what we're going to try and see if it works and see uh, how it goes over and if it's valuable to people or not, is creating this book of some sort. It'll probably end up looking something like a coffee table book, but it's a little more like almost like a devotional, but not quite. So what we did was we, we took a theme, a big idea. And the big idea of this first book is promises, specifically God's promises, and broke it into kind of four sections. We broke it into the initial giving of the promise and the hope that goes with that. Then there's the waiting period because promises aren't always kept immediately like we would like them to be. There's the disappointment phase when in the midst of that waiting, sometimes things seem like they're not going how they were promised to go, or you, you still can't, it, it seems like there's a setback in, in, in the process. And then the final phase is fulfillment, right? Um, because God always does keep his promises. And we took a section of scripture from that kind of represented each of those four sections. And then we found a songwriter, a storyteller, and a visual artist and assigned them each to one of those four sections. The idea here is we want the people who who are viewing this, who are reading this, who are appreciating this to kind of be able to do two different things. The first thing is that each of these artists uses a different medium. They use, you know, music is very different than a visual art and visual art is very different than telling a story in some ways anyway. But to t- have each of them just take a look at that section of scripture through the kind of their own lens or their own creative lens and give a piece of art that represents that the three artists that each got the same section, they didn't really work together. Like they, they weren't like developing an idea together and each making something that represented the exact same thing. They were just all doing what, how they thought of that section of scripture through their creative lens. So what I'm hoping that allows for 
people to do is to see that section of scripture in a new light, um, because there's three different lenses that they can look at it through. And so maybe even if it's a section that's very familiar to them, they'll be able to to kind of gain a new appreciation for it by seeing it um, from someone else's perspective. Not that any of the perspectives are are, you know, brand new or different or interpreting scripture in a new way, but it's just a, you know, a different lens, just like a new sermon can look at a text in a new way. This is a new song. This is a new uh, painting that can just, you know, kind of shine a light in a different way than perhaps you've seen it before. The second problem I kind of wanted to tackle with this project was uh, I feel like for for some people, certain types of art are easy for them to grasp onto. Uh, I think music is kind of just a part of most people's lives. So like listening to a song and paying attention to the lyrics and getting the general vibe of it is pretty easy for most people. But it's not always as easy when you're reading a short story that has kind of like some deeper themes to it that may not be immediately apparent. And it may not be as easy when you're looking at a sculpture and you're trying to figure out how this, what this is trying to represent or, or what was going through the artist's head as they were making that. So I was hoping that by connecting the, all of these different pieces of art to a section of scripture, that it would give people kind of something to grasp onto and then be able to start learning how to appreciate art in all its various forms. So if you just have never really understood abstract art, like an abstract painting, but now you know it's connected to this section from Lamentations chapter three, it gives you a starting point at least. It, it, you're not just grasping at straws like, what is this even showing what, where do I, is it representational or is it just about emotion? Like it gives you a starting point. It gives you that section of scripture to latch onto. And then from there, maybe the next time you see a, an abstract painting and you don't have that starting point, well, at least you've, you've kind of done this once before you can, it's not completely uh, foreign waters for you. So that that was kind of my two goals with this project. I would say one of the one of the things that must have been difficult for you is trying to get commitments from all the different artists in the different categories. Can you tell us a little bit how you went through that process? Yeah, uh, I'll admit was since this is the first one of these that we're doing, uh, I, I'm hoping to do many, many of these over the coming years, you know, maybe even multiple per year moving forward. But for this first one, since no one really knew what it would look like, because it was just this idea that was in my head, I, I did kind of start with people that I was pretty sure would say yes. Mm -hmm. um, so I, it, it's maybe not quite as diverse of a crowd as I would really hope for or some of the the styles of art that are maybe uh, take a little bit more time and work to to appreciate maybe aren't represented in this first project but don't worry it is fully my intention moving forward to to be my more diverse both in artists and in art genres and things like that um, but for this first project we have four songwriters, four storytellers, four visual artists. And where where should we start, Tim? Well, 
as far as visual arts go, I mean, I feel like we talk to a lot of artists on the podcast. So are all of the artists that first question are all of the artists that are represented in the book, former or past guests from the podcast? They are not only that all of them have been on multiple times. Ah. Uh, so we have uh, Jason Jasperson. We have Karen Getzinger, as I was talking about abstract paintings, perhaps you guessed that already. Uh, we have John Bergmeier. Oh, yeah. And and we have Michael Weekman, who was just on the podcast last week. Nice. Yeah. And so they do represent different styles. But since it's people that especially we have relationships with, it's easy to be like, hey, we're doing this thing. We're trying it out. We'd really like you to say yes to do it. Um, yeah. How did you go about assigning each person to their specific role, I should say, or their topic? Sure. As I mentioned, we we had already split it up into the, these four sections and assigned the four scripture texts to the four sections. But obviously I didn't want to like force anyone to do something that they just, you know, didn't have any ideas for, or just was sort of not in their wheelhouse. So I sent everybody the four sections, the four like sub themes with the scripture texts and said, just rank these for me. Like, which one are you most excited about or do you have the best idea for which one are you least excited about or you don't have any ideas for? And I'm pretty sure don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure everyone got one of their top two choices, nice. uh, which was a huge blessing. So who do we, who do we get to hear from as far as storytellers goes? Cause that's something that even though we talk to storytellers on the podcast, it's hard to, cause you can't just like look at a picture or listen to a short clip. You have to take the time right to read. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see who's a part of this project. Yeah, that like you mentioned, storytellers are a little harder because they they keep to themselves a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, it takes it takes longer to to appreciate their work because you have to sit down and read it. And yeah, so I, I'll admit this was the part where I needed the most help. Thankfully, we have a good mutual friend named Brandon Steenbach, who is a fantastic writer and knows lots of fantastic writers. So I was able to lean on him a little bit. And first of all, he is one of the writers because, again, I went for people that I was pretty sure would say yes. <laughs> so Brandon is is one of the writers. Uh, Luca Italiano, who is also a former podcast guest, is also one of the writers. And then the final two have not been on the podcast yet, but hopefully we can get them in the future here. Uh, and they are Justin Heisey, who is a pastor uh, at Camp Phillip here in Wisconsin, and then also Pastor Michael Zarling. Um, yeah. And both of their stories, they, they just took really, all four of them, really, they took really interesting approaches. Um, and so I'm really excited for people to see, like, what does it look like to write a fictional short story? that is also sort of about a Bible, a scripture passage. So I think yeah. that that'll be something new for a lot of people. And I'm excited for them to experience that. I'm personally excited about it too, since we kind of mentioned at the beginning of this, but as far as the uh, songwriters go, you and I were both involved as two of the four mm -hmm. and we can, I want you to mention the other ones and then maybe we can spend a little bit of time just going into how we went about writing our songs. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So again, I went with people that I was pretty sure would say yes. So that started with you and me. I was pretty sure that you and I would say yes. Um, <laughs> but then we got our, our good friend of the podcast, Caleb Schmigi as well. 
And finally, the the only duo to work on a song or to work on any of these pieces were uh, John Boomhofer and Justin Heap, who worked together in the band Weathered. We've talked about them on the podcast before about Weathered and about other things as well. But the two of them got together and wrote a song. And like, if you enjoy Weathered's music, I think you'll love the song. But even if you don't enjoy Weathered's music, it's it's different enough that I think it, it's it's very good. I, I really enjoy it. I was going to say, I just remember when when we sat down uh, to write and we decided that we would hold each other accountable and check in and kind of have our own mini songwriting weekend like we've done in the past just to make sure that we uh, um, help ourselves to a specific goal. I was just thinking, like, yes, it's it's easy to do a text study to look through and be like, sure, I'm getting these picture ideas. I'm getting these um, phrases popping in my head. Even maybe a musical riff is running through your head at points in time. But what was the... An emphasis of mine was, hey, Tim, try not to make this song sound like every other song you've written. <laughs> yeah. And first of all, I think you accomplished that. So nice work. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I, th- I did think that this this project was an opportunity for all of the songwriters to kind of try something different if they wanted to. Because a lot of times, you know, for when we've done songwriting weekends in the past and things similar to that, uh, we're trying usually to write with like a congregation in mind that like, I want to write this song for the church to be able to use. So I want it to be friendly for a congregation to be able to sing. And we still wanted these songs to be like valuable and useful to, to the church, but in a slightly different way, I think, because it's going to be in a more personal or in a more like a small group or a family sort of way that you're probably going to be going through this, this project, this book. So that allowed us to take uh, a few more risks or to just try things that we hadn't tried before. I know that as I was talking to you about my song that I mentioned that there are just certain words that I wouldn't have probably chosen to use if I was writing for a congregation. Uh, one of the words was monsters. Hmm. Like I've just, I've never heard a hymn. I've never heard a Christian contemporary song. I've, you know, a congregational song of any sort that's used the word monsters. And I'm, thought it just might like if I was writing for a congregation that just might be distracting for people or off-putting in some way. Um, But if you're just kind of meditating on it and thinking about it rather than like trying to interpret it as you're singing it and things like that, it just allows you to, to, to write songs in a slightly different way. How about you? Were, Were there other things that you found were different about this writing project compared to other ones? Yeah, aside from like stylistically, a big part of what I think of in music is just the form of a song. Like you often, in, in many congregational songs, whether it's a hymn or not, there's there's verses, right? And they follow progression. And then in a lot of the contemporary Christian songs, you've got a chorus maybe after every verse and then a bridge right before the last chorus or something of that nature. And my original plan was... I had this verse, pre-chorus, and then chorus, and then another verse, and then pre-chorus, and then chorus. And the more that I started like putting music and accompaniment behind the words, I realized that what I had thought was my pre-chorus, my lead into the chorus, was actually the like chorus idea. It's not the main idea of the song just yet, so I had to push that off until later. So I did, I did end up following a very similar structure to what you know, you'd say is like a classic 
verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, right? But the the main idea kind of holds out until the bridge. And that's actually where the title of my song is from, is in the bridge. So I would say that's that's a bit different than what I normally do, what I've what I've had experience with in the past. But it was it was a good like creative exercise. You know, I'll say like flexing your creative muscles, right? To do things in a different way, to make you think in a different way. Yeah. And I think that you brought up a good point about just structure. Like when you're thinking about a congregation, you don't want to catch them by surprise too often. So you don't want to like have a, a crazy structure that doesn't repeat very much or anything. But when you're just writing for someone to listen to, you know, it, it's different. So like, I mean, my structure didn't end up being that crazy, but I, I know I started out thinking I was going to do, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, maybe a bridge and then a final chorus or something like that. And by the end of it, I wrote four verses and an outro and zero chorus. <laughs> um, having that freedom allowed me to experiment with different ways of getting the ideas across. And yeah, so it was fun. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's fun to be a part of something like this, knowing that it's something bigger than just yourself. And ideally it's going to reach far more people than uh, you in your own right would be able to. And that's something that I really appreciate about this organization, hearts and hands, and then really being a part of it. I truly think that this project will be a blessing to so many people and I know we'd love to continue to to create more of these and we definitely need support. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. We're still kind of finalizing the plans for the actual publication of the the book for for everyone to be able to digest and appreciate in their own time. But rest assured once once those plans are finalized, you will know about them. We will have them all over social media um, and make you aware of them. But in the meantime, if you are curious to to see what this looks like um, and maybe to even um, have have a greater opportunity than than just simply the book itself, we are planning to kind of put on a live version of this. For now, it'll ju- just be a single opportunity, depending how it goes over. Maybe we'll try to find ways of doing it at uh, multiple locations or times or whatever. But for now, the Hearts and Hands Workshop is about a month away. It will be at Wisconsin Lutheran High School in Milwaukee from August 2nd through 4th. And we will be sort of performing this live in a certain way. It's going to be uh, a little interesting because, you know, uh, it's it's hard to appreciate, you know, a three foot by four foot painting if it's just up on a stage and you're sitting in in a auditorium seat or something like that. But we're going to do our best to find ways to both kind of take it all in together at once, but then also give you time later on if you want to just spend time with one of the, the paintings or something like that to be able to just dig into the details and and meditate on it and whatnot. So all four of the original songs will be performed there. All four pieces of original visual art will be there for you to see. And all four stories will be told there. I do not think we will quite be able to get all of the original writers to be able to read their story there in person, but they will all be told by, by excellent storytellers. So I'm excited for people to, to see it for the first time, to hear it for the first time. So as we mentioned on the podcast last week, 
registration for that workshop is open now and early bird pricing is active. Early bird pricing will last from now until Friday, July 8th. So head over to heartsandhands.art, register. If you have any questions whatsoever, reach out to us here at the podcast at heartsandhandspodcast at gmail.com. But yeah, we're looking forward to to being there, to showing off all this fantastic work that these artists have, have put together because it, it really did turn out far, far beyond anything I could have expected. Yeah. So thanks to all those involved, but also thank you to all of our supporters, um, those who have prayed for us, shared us with friends, talked about us just in general. We, uh, we truly appreciate it. Uh, we've got a great community of people on Patreon at patreon.com slash hearts and hands podcast. Uh, if you're so inclined, please feel free to check that out. We'd love to continue to create awesome content for you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.